Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Martin Jensen is the most streamed artist in Denmark with over 2 billion streams. Martin's first few singles catapulted him into the musical stratosphere, showcasing his innovative way of crafting happy sounds and tracks that resonate with fans from all over the globe. His breakthrough viral track, C, featured a sample of famous footballer Cristiano Ronaldo. His follow-up single, All I Want to Do, cemented his position as one of the world's leading hitmakers. He has also collaborated with names including the Vamps, Timmy Trumpet, and number one artist, James Arthur. His global rise to fame undoubtedly came from the meteoric hit, Solo Dance, and its 700 million streams speak for themselves. At its peak, Solo Dance received over 1 million daily streams as remixes for Rita Ora, Ava Max, Sigala, and Artists of the Decade, Ed Sheeran, quickly helped convert new listeners to fans the world over. As well as performing at Tomorrowland, Omnia Ball, Lollapalooza, Ushweza, Ibiza, Marquet, and the largest party venue on the planet, World Club Dome, Martin has proved his stickability and exceeded the level of quality of his shows and live achievements at a selection of some of the most heralded events on earth. From epic multi-city tours across the USA, sell-out city tours in Asia and throughout Europe, to the most prominent festivals globally, the arrival of his highly regarded Me Myself Online and ensuing Me Myself Live events only rose him to further prominence. One of the most prestigious strings in Martin's bow speaks for itself as he became the first ever DJ to hold an X-Factor judge's role in his native Denmark. Up next on Slevsvant, we've got Martin Jensen. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? So right now I'm home in Copenhagen. I am working a lot, that's producing a lot of new music yeah. and I am planning a lot of new touring and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's really busy, but the busy is good. Now let's rewind. So let's take it all the way back to the very beginning. So at what age did you say, cool, I want to be in the musical entertainment business, creating it, whether it was as a child, as a teenager, and how did that journey accumulate to where we are today? I was 14 when mm-hmm. I started, thought I should be a DJ and I should be entertaining and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then from, from there, I was just having, I built my own kind of mobile disco where I had my own gear, ran around to parties, uh, performed it different places, uh, just as a DJ, no mm-hmm. artist whatsoever. And then I became older and around the age of 24, 23, I, I wanted to be, no, 24. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted to be my own like artist. I want to be creating stuff myself, not just mm-hmm. playing other people's stuff. And uh, from there on, it just went pretty fast. I've released like five songs and the fifth song was solo dance. And that was mm. like a world hit. I've, I've noticed I was looking at your collaborations. You've collaborated with a number of artists. So how do those collaborations come to be? Do you reach out to them? They reach out to you? Is it labels get involved? What is that journey of from zero to collaborating with another person? Uh, in the get-go, when the very, very start of the beginning, I, I reached out to the people myself, yeah. uh, but then it became bigger and bigger, and it was James Arthur, it was Oli Merce, it was like remixing Ed Sheeran and Katy Perry. That is all label and management and stuff like that. Like, I would never, that would never go DM in into Katy Perry's uh, DMs and said, like, hey, I want to remix your new track. <laughs> no, that's not how it works, unfortunately. It, it is a nice story when people mm. are telling it, 
Um, but it's very, very rarely that is actually the case of creating a new track, unfortunately. But it could be fun, but uh, mostly it's the record label with the big artists. Obviously, re- when you remix, you remix an already, you know, original song by the artist. But when you're creating something new with another artist, yeah, what is that journey? So do you meet, get together? Is it equal collaborations? Or do you both go away and say, cool, I'll go back with my part to this part? How does that work? So normally, uh, I go to this uh, session, uh, creating a track, creating a tune, and then mm-hmm. I will forward it to different singing songwriters. Okay. And they will pick it up, hopefully, and then they will write some lyrics and text on it. And then we will pitch, his, pitch uh, the track to a AAA singing songwriter, whatever. And they, they will change something or they will make a completely new text and new mm-hmm. lyrics. And uh, that is the easy explained way it normally goes. But you ever, are you ever in the same room with them? Or is it always separate? So, no. But you ever yeah. meet them? <laughs> yeah, when we do the music videos. And when oh, we're okay, okay. Creating the track, then we, yes. then we meet. <laughs> okay. So you can see, get that energy and the feeling. Yeah, exactly. So what do you enjoy about doing or creating music videos? And how much input do you have in the process? So lately, uh, very bluntly and honestly, I have maybe been stepping a bit back and making the management and my label cover more of the stuff than I actually was supposed to do. Okay. But, um, yeah, now I, I changed it up a, a lot. And that's also why I've been doing a lot of work and it's been very, there've been a lot of things to do. And, um, so I've taken the control back and I have hold it in my own hands mm-hmm. and now. I'm creating the most of the stuff actually myself with my video guy. So okay. the latest thing I just released called Meet You There uh, with Alex Husking and Jimmy James. Uh, that one uh, we created completely by ourselves. Uh, I created the manners, the script, everything. Uh, even with my own gear, we uh, produced it and we edited it at, back home. So yeah, so I want to take things back and create it myself. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's going to be the new approach to uh, getting better content out instead of there's a lot of people that have a lot of agendas and a lot of meanings. And when all come to one, it still has to come for me because it's my project. That's what I've been taking it back now. When you holding all the cards or the, you know, everything in your hands, it will happen much quicker because it'll be like, okay, cool. I like this. I like this. I've got budget for that. Whereas if they're like 10 or 20 people that it has to go through, it might be take a longer process. This needs to be signed off. That needs to be signed off. So it allows exactly. you to have quicker turnover. Exactly. And yeah. it's a headache. Every single time you have to deal with 20 people that have to agree on something. <laughs> Where's my response to my email? What's happening? Why haven't you gone back to me? <laughs> exactly. True. Totally. When you're creating music for yourself, as a solo compared to collaborating with other artists. Hmm? Is it the same process? I know you said earlier that you do the track and then someone comes on and sings and then it's sent, but is that process the same or do you know, okay, cool. This is something that's going to be solo. And this is something that's going to be collaborative. It depends because the collaborations is normally something that comes in. So that's Mm -hmm. another singer songwriter, another producer, another DJ sending it to me. And then I'm adding my touch to it. Uh, where, um, it's a long time. I actually had the time to just sit down and create something new and, uh, from, from scratch, from get go. And the funny thing I actually did that yesterday. So, um, 
it was really nice. It, it's something I've really needed for a very long time to yeah. create something from the bottom up and not just, you know, being an add on, like just because you just, mm. you're getting so many songs in and you're pitching out and you're just doing the edits on the tracks. And it had been really, really difficult actually to, to just, uh, when somebody have texted, so do you have something right now? It's like, yeah, to be honest, not really because mm. we, we get so much pitched at the minute. Yeah. So we, uh, I'm doing a lot of like small changes on tracks and stuff like that. But for this one actually now, um, and I also the whole way I started my career, I made some small sampling videos mm. where I like sampled the funny noise and took it on Facebook and posted it and it got a couple of hundred million views per video. It was absolutely crazy. I actually made my first sampling video in six years yesterday. So I will post that tonight and oh, cool. I'm really excited to see how that's going to go. Because yeah, yeah. That, that worked back then. It was something that was fun and people can react to it. Eh? Like that's a super cool drop, make it into a full song. So all these things like they're coming back again and um, I'm really looking forward to doing stuff like that again. Having done six years of receiving material and it's adding your tweaks compared to now creating something from a blank canvas again. Yeah. Have you had to like, okay, my brain now needs to tick into that gear again because it's, it's a blank canvas to play with. So was that challenging for you? It had been a super challenging in the case and in the way that a, you're getting anything and everything you want. You know, mm-hmm. you're collaborating with big AAA artists. Like, why do I have to sit down and do stuff and, and like drain my brain again uh, when everything just comes to you? Mm-hmm. But I, I think lately I've not been happy with what I've been doing myself. And I'm able to just let it slide away because then I went down and took a game on the Gran Turismo and run a couple of laps. Yeah. Like, but it's not fun. It's not what I want to do. I, yeah. You know, you're just getting satisfied with the way you're living. And then instead mm. of doing something new, you're just going down and playing a couple mm. of laps of Gran Turismo. And then there's another crazy collab coming in at the door instead of creating something new. So I really had to hit the reset button and uh, just get started once again. Yeah. And, um, it really hit me actually, honestly, yesterday, like I had to go for the get go once again and just do what I used to do, mm. what that actually made me happy. Was it a learning curve or was it like getting on a bike and riding it again? Oh, it's a, you just have to do it again. Okay. So you just okay. have to jump on it and ride. Yeah. But I'm sure the more you get back into it, the brain will be like, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got 100%. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also have a lot of good people around me, like a lot of good engineers and songwriters and stuff like that. And that is that is also a big case to actually coming up with new stuff. You cannot just sit and do it everything by yourself. There's a few people in the world that can, yeah. but I'm most creative when I'm sitting with uh, with very creative uh, engineers, uh, song and singing songwriters. I know you've done your own music uh, collaborations. Have you ever produced for an artist specifically? And it's a, a song released for them alone. Don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you bring in that artwork. It's like, okay, let, let's, let me take a credit. Are there any artists on, like three or four artists on your bucket list that you have as yet like to collaborate with that you would like to? Oh, there's a million of artists I would like to collaborate with. Oh, like, so my dream collaboration artists have been since the get go have always been Taylor Swift. And I know yes. right now it's basically going to be impossible since he's the biggest artist in the world, uh, yeah. by far and probably forever. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, 
it's a long, it's a long thing, and it's a lot of things to do, and a long list of people that want to work together yeah. with. But there's no one really that's like getting okay. me or like really need to work together with this okay. artist. It, not not at the moment, no. So just put it out there that next year, number one hit with Martin Jensen and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> yes. It will be freaking, uh, freaking amazing. I would say, I would tell you that. Festivals compared to your headlining show. What is the difference? Which do you prefer? 100% my own show. Headlining shows is absolutely the most fun because then people are there for you. People okay. are, and you have to deliver. Yes. 100%. Festivals is amazing. Uh, you can jump in, do a show, jump out and do another show. It's not the same thing. You're not standing with the promotion. You're not standing with the mm-hmm. billings. You're not standing with the production. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a part of everything when I'm doing stuff like that. So for me, doing the festivals and club shows is amazing. You're getting your name out there and you're yeah. keeping relevance. But it is the hot ticket shows that I find the most uh, entertaining. You're very much involved with the headlining yeah. shows of like the end product. You say, okay, Come cool. On. I like this. I don't want this. Is that correct? I'm drawing everything up from the bottom. So mm. it doesn't matter if it's uh, the lightning, the sound, mm. the uh, um, sonography, whatever, like everything I'm draw up and uh, I'm sending to the guys what I want and then they can clear it up. So it's going to be more legally because sometimes okay. I'm putting a lot of weight the trusses and stuff like that, but not really. But it, it, I've worked with light and sound for a good 10 years of my life. So mm. I know every single thing about it. And when people are trying to screwing me over mm. with this saying some lights are very expensive to get, mm. I was like, no, then. So yeah, it, it's not how that works. I very much enjoy shows. I'm there up in front, dancing, jamming, just being in the moment. And I've noticed lately over the last 10, 15 years, everyone around me is videoing themselves, tweeting, posting, what are they doing? Trying to get the perfect pictures and stuff. Exactly. Do you, do you feel from your perspective on the stage, seeing that, that that takes them out of the energy of the moment or it's just where society yeah. is at the moment? So uh, the phones at concerts are really, really, really great, right? Because that will make content uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, but it's not good because you're not getting the party there. It's good for the social medias. It's very bad for the party. I was at a show and the main, yeah. one of the main act so, uh, performance came on and I was standing there for media and I had a girl, she was standing there. She loves us artists, but she turned the whole time I was on stage filming herself, singing the yeah. songs to him. In, and he was like this. She didn't even look at him and she was right in front. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why aren't you enjoying what's happening in front of you? It is super weird because it, it is, it's a so-so answer because sometimes you really need the, um, uh, you need the response on social media mm-hmm. that you actually did a concert without doing the concert. Yeah. So it is very confusing. I must say it's, um, oh, I like phones are good. Phones are bad, but I see, uh, James hype lately. He mm-hmm. just doing, uh, well, I can't remember who's doing um, a hot ticket show with, but they are not allowing people to have phones with them into the concert. Yeah, it actually, I think it is him because I spoke to another artist a couple of weeks back and they mentioned the same thing. So basically yeah. they put a sticker over the camera. I, I wonder how that those audience members are coping <laughs> because they, they're like, oh, well, there's not an attachment here. What am I supposed to do with myself? Enjoy exactly. the show. <laughs> So you're definitely skipping out everyone from 13 to 17 years old. I think even 
older than that because a lot of them are like even up to yeah. 25, 30. <laughs> yeah, it is really bad. It's really bad. But I just went to Ibiza this summer. Oh my God. That is terrible in Ibiza. In what, in what way? With the fun. So the party, the staging, everything Ibiza is absolutely some of the best venues in the world. Okay, no yes. doubt about it. But this, um, like why? Like there was like you're standing in front of 10,000 people and mm. you see 9,000 phones. Yeah. And when the phones are coming down and they're not filming any longer, that is because they're too drunk to actually find their phone. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> so I know if I had to ask you this question in two days, three hours, four months, I know your answer will be different every time because there are millions of them. And I recognize that and I understand this. So if you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we were finished this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? Oh, uh, damn. Uh, no, but I'm playing so much new music right now, uh, all the time. And to be very, very honest, mm. and to cover it up with my blonde hair, mm. I have no idea what the songs are called. So I'm not a radio host. I'm a DJ. I'm playing good tracks, but I don't okay. know what they want. So that is going to be the worst answer you're probably ever going to get. And they're going to be the same answer in six months. <laughs> no, you know, it's actually not because the thing of it, if you think of it in that way, you don't have any preconceived ideas about the song or the artist, because a lot of people think, oh, it's this person, which means the song needs to be about this or exactly. in this genre. So you are getting some music from a blank slate and you're just allowing, okay, I don't know who this is. Oh, this is cool. I love it. Let's just go with that feeling. So I actually exactly. think that's super cool because you're just going on your gut and the energy, which a lot of people don't do that. So leading to the next question, I'm not sure if you've heard of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. So that's the way people process information. So people are yeah. do dominant in different areas. So a person is more either dominant visual, which means they see pictures when processing information. Or yeah. they auditory, so they hear the words and decipher the words when processing information. Or they mm -hmm. are kinesthetic, so which means they read the energy, they read the body language and the feeling, and then they process information. Yeah. So when you hear music, yes. are you creating pictures? Are you hearing the words? Or are you creating a feeling? Or feeling? Definitely lyric-wise. Lyrics. Yeah, 100%, all the way. So when I listen to a new track, uh, whatever it is, I always listen to the uh, to the lyrics, mm -hmm. and I have to hear the song a couple of times before I start pitching what I could actually do with the songs, like into music videos and stuff. And um, energy wise, I, I will get that out of the song when I hear the lyrics. But when you hear a song, you don't need to focus on the words; you hear the lyrics automatically. Correct? Yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Okay. And when you're listening to music just to relax or by other artists, are you able to relax and just listen to it? Or is your brain unpacking what's going on in the song? Actually, so that's a funny case. So uh, when I'm flying or listen to music generally, um, I'm watching the same movies and I'm listening to the same music. It's very, I have to sit down like and actually go into uh, DJ CD, I go into Beatport, I go in Spotify, actually listening for new music. I have to do it. Um, I hate going and listening and seeing new movies, listening to new music, just by uh, energy and uh, just sitting new music Friday on. I don't want to do it because there's so many bad songs out there and I don't want to ruin my mood. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. Like, but it, it is, it is. Like, somebody yeah. has to say it. But it, it's, I'm really just enjoying, like, doing 
and seeing uh, the mm. same. And again, because at that case, I can put my brain off and mm. I can actually be focused on what I was supposed to be focusing on. The podcast is listened to throughout the world. As a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I would actually, I would actually go back to the things I've been like uh, telling myself yesterday. So mm. I think the last month or so, maybe one and a half month, I've been extremely negative and uh, not out. Mm. Nobody I've ever seen, like nobody could feel it. No could see it. Mm. The close mine, close to me, uh, got it told last week that I've mm. been very negative, maybe close myself a bit in. Um, but as I told myself yesterday that you really need to stop being negative because mm. if you're negative people don't want to work with you people okay. help you if you're positive mm. and can then explain yourself why you maybe not why you don't have that much energy lately then you can then you can try to do that but nobody want to ever want to work with negative people and i felt that because i've been negative and um i i just took a statement yesterday i want to be positive i want to mm. be happy and i want to do whatever it needs to take to do what i need to do